What's poppin' everybody? Thanks for listening to episode 10 of the For The Pop podcast. This is our year-end chat with just Hank Thruma 2 and myself, Incidental Nerd. We go over what we enjoyed about this year, we talk about some wrestling, some comics, some movies, and really just what was poppin' us this year. That being said, let's get poppin'. What up, guys? All non-binary pals, it's your boy OG Hank312. With me, as always, is the incidental nerd. We are for the pop. We're hanging and we'll do a little end of year 2021 wrap-up. Nerd, my brother, how you doing? How you living? How you feeling? What's up, Hanky Panky? Chilling, living the dream over here. Yes, sir. Me too. Trying to at least. Yeah, you know, we said we're trying, we're doing all right. Trying to get there. Uh Excited, excited to uh, to go live with you now. You know, hope, hopefully we get some uh, get some people. For those of you who maybe are listening uh, on the podcast or maybe watching on YouTube, eventually uh, we are live on Facebook right now, and hopefully we get to address some uh, some comments or something or stuff like that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna see if I can jump in on the uh, over here on the. I'm gonna share this to my personal page. Okay. And uh, see if I can uh, get into the chat. Word, word. Good call. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, you know, like, like I said, this is going to be a little uh, end of year wrap up for us, a little 2021 wrap. Um, obviously, as everyone knows now, formerly WTAR, we are now for the pop. Um, I, you know, I mean, personally, like for, for us, that was the biggest uh, thing that, that happened in 2021. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, the, the changing of the, the name of the brand and, uh, you know, just kind of relaunching and, and uh, opening our uh, opening our views out to more things, just kind of embracing everything that we love. Yeah, obviously we're still wrestling heavy, but uh, I mean, I, I think we're uh, dive into it. We, we have dove into a little more... Um, especially like with our, some of our fantasy drafts, like music and uh, the world of television. Um, we've spoken a lot about movies, video games this year. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. We had a great conversation. Uh, was it last week or might've been the week before when we jumped in on video games and yeah. out of nowhere, out of nowhere, we had a great star Wars video game uh, conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so I, 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 I really love that we're kind of staying true to ourselves or, you know, we're still, you know, still driven by wrestling, but not confined to it now. So I'm, I'm super cool with that. Uh, obviously thank you for, you know, sticking it out, chilling with me and uh, being excited for, for the rebrand. You know, I, I think, I think that's really cool. Uh, shout out, you know, a little humble brag to us also, you know, we got to do some, we got to end the year on a pretty cool note, uh, did a nice little interview, but more importantly for me, most impressive, We've been putting out content every week now for almost like two months. Yeah, we've been we've been fairly consistent. Uh, it's 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 something that we've always been teased about by by a lot of our friends um, and and the community. Um, and, and yeah, we've been we've been pretty good about it. We've been about it about it as uh, as uh, Trip uh, Cassidy is that his last name? Trip Cassidy, Cassidy from NXT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We about it about it. Um, I don't know. I, I think I got that last name wrong. The NXT oh, wrestler. But um, oh, the yeah, we've been about it, about it, about it, about the FTP, um, and just loving it, loving it. It's feeling good. Hell yeah, dude! 
uh well let, let's get into it man let, let's get into uh into you know like i said we we got a late start into the year uh we're about two and a half months in under the rebrand yeah but uh overall i mean um what was huge this year i i think who had a big year uh i think marvel i think marvel for me dominated uh 2021 in the entertainment world yeah i mean they're closing out 2021 undeniably huge um between between hawkeye which is a, a series that i've really really enjoyed okay. which was which was a uh they and they tied into uh black widow right um but also you know you've got basically you had black widow you had uh venom t- venom 2 um and uh i uh oh shang chi yeah which was, was an incredible movie i still haven't seen Inter- eternals Okay. But um, uh, No Way Home coming out in December, like, like there was, that's one of the, one of my favorite Marvel movies of all time. No Way Home? I, I Yes, I absolutely loved it. I thought they finished very, very strong. For sure. Um, that's super fair, man. Yeah. Um, and, and just, you know, we've discussed it. We didn't really discuss, we haven't discussed it on, on the show yeah uh no way no way home but you know it's still a little fresh maybe we don't want to you know perhaps spoil anything for anyone that that hasn't gotten around to seeing it yet but we have independently we've spoken about it and we've we've nerded out about how how many different things popped us oh, yeah. um no doubt about that you know um I, I i think they hit every note i was looking for right yeah um and and speaking of speaking of hitting every note i was looking for in the pre-show fist fight, um, I, I was telling you a little bit about something that really excited me that came out yesterday, okay. and that's Book of Boba. Right, right. Um, Boba Fett, as as anyone can tell, is my one of my favorite characters of all time. Right. And I, you know, I, I mean, there he is, right there. He's all sorts behind me. His dad is on my door. Right. Um, so yeah, I I love Boba Fett. Um, and I know you don't Star Wars, right? Um, uh, but but I, but I'll fill in a little bit for you. So <laughs> Boba Fett is 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 an extension of essentially what Star Wars is doing is they're doing kind of the same thing as Marvel, and obviously being under the Dis- Disney umbrella, you can right. see why they'd be doing that kind of thing. But so Star Wars is kind of uh, supplementing the the movies that they're making with television series. Right. Um, so the Mandalorian came out. Um, I think it's going on two years ago, um, and was a big hit. Um, just and it's incredible. It's one of those things that I tell people, you know, that the the Mandalorian is the kind of show you can watch even if you don't like Star Wars. Yeah, I'll watch alone. Like it's just, it's just, it, it stands on its own. If you happen to know all the Star Wars stuff, it makes it a lot cooler because you're like, oh, that thing and that thing and that thing. But you don't have to know all of that and you can still really enjoy it and it tells a coherent story. Right. And this Book of Boba is the extension of that. And um, I think I can spoil, I can say one spoiler sure. because basically, we're left at, in, in Return of the Jedi, which was made, I think, in 1983 or released in 83. The last bit we see of, of Boba Fett 
is he falls down what's known as the Sarlacc pit, which is a Sarlacc is this giant, like, sand snake. Okay. And we don't know if he survives because he's been eaten, basically. He got swallowed. Gotcha. Um, so the very beginning of this television show picks up right where that left off. Oh, nice. Um, and it gives us a definitive answer to what happened to Boba and how how did he survive the Sarlacc pit? Because okay. we already know he's been in he's been in the Mandalorian, so we know he survived, but yeah. we didn't know how. And now uh, it's 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 canon, as I like to say, how he escaped from the Sarlacc pit, which just was so exciting to me, and it was such a amazing way to kick off the show. Well, yeah, I I, I can imagine your excitement because I, I know like obviously you Star Wars, but like Boba's your guy. Like yeah, I mean, absolutely. Look, look at your room behind you. You know, I I, I see right right off rip. I see like three Boba things. Yeah, dude, that, that shelf right there right. is almost all Boba Fett. It's almost all of it. And there's like, there's one hanging from the shelf right there. Like I said, that's his papa on the wall right there. I have a helmet there, a helmet there. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Boba's my guy. Everywhere a helmet. Nice, dude. Yeah. Um, is, is Star Wars going to do more stuff going into 2022? Like, what's what's their plan? Are, are they going to be on Disney Plus? Is there other like yeah. other series going to be coming out? What's, what's yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I'm super excited. I think Ahsoka might be coming out in 2023. It stars Rosario Dawson, um, which I don't think Rosario Dawson made our sweethearts list in the fantasy draft. Yeah. And my God, how did that happen? But um, sweetheart draft. Uh, I, I think the people have spoken. I think so far. From the votes I've seen, I think you're you're the winner. Uh, well, you know, I think we're all winners because we had a great time. Ah. I'm the winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it was you know what? There was an even even splattering of of uh, votes. Yeah, I think a, I think I think there was a lot of a lot of that. So yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's all it's all subjective, but we had a good time. It was a lot of fun. No doubt. Um, but anyways, Rosario Dawson is going to be playing a, a, a much beloved Star Wars character by the name of Ahsoka. Okay. Uh, Ahsoka, that character comes from the Clone Wars uh, cartoon, and um, she was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. And so he was he was her her master. Um, and and that's, you know, Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> Dude. Can't just be saying that. Spoiler. Bro, I think there's like I I don't know. I think it's like a seven year rule. Like if it's it's been out longer than seven years and you haven't seen it, it's it's okay to get spoiled. But um, oh yeah, and 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 Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Why, man? Sorry, bro. Sorry. I just learned but, what Anakin Skywalker is like three years ago. That's just that's <laughs> essentially a spoiler. So um, I'm looking forward to that. There's a there's there's another show called Endor that's coming out. Um, there are other movies that will be happening. Okay. Um, so like there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff in the. I mean, it's Disney and they own this stuff now, and they're gonna make a lot of money off of it. Oh no! I mean, Disney's Disney's gonna make so much money with Star Wars and Marvel stuff. I mean, uh, you know, I I, I had kind of started uh, Marvel, the big year for Marvel. I mean, it, 
20, what was it, 2020 ended uh, with Endgame. I think it was the last piece of... Uh... That sounds about right, because they were finishing off that phase, yeah. And and then, I mean, it, it just kicked the door open in 2021 with WandaVision. Uh, then it followed up with uh, Captain America, and then Loki, and then What If, and then Shang-Chi, yeah. and then... Yeah. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I really like, and I love the way Hawkeye ended. Um, I won't, you know, I'm not gonna no spoilers here because it's it's really fresh and new. But um, I really enjoyed the show, and they managed to take a character that I wasn't the biggest fan of Hawkeye in the films. You know, like um, I'm like, eh, and then they managed to take a character and add some depth to it that that made him interesting, and I really. I really loved um, Haley Steinfeld, her portrayal of of Kate Bishop, um, also a character I'm not familiar with, um, because, you know, like as much as I do enjoy comic book content, comics are not things that I actually regularly consume these days, Um, you know, so that's something in my past. I love to like, I'll go and I'll do some research and I'll read up on a character, but it's not something where I'm buying comics on a weekly or even monthly basis. Right. I get, I get Although I do have to say, Sarah went to the, I think it's called Lucha Republic, which is, um, in, it's in Cali. She didn't go there. She went to the website. Oh, okay. Um, the, I believe it's owned by, uh, um, the Lucha Brothers. Thank you. Yeah. They have, an amazing graphic novel that she picked up for me. Once I read it, I'll lend it to you. Nice. Um, it's got, it's got, I was only flipping through it, so I didn't see everything, but it has a Rey Mysterio story in it. It's got a Lucha Brothers story in it. So I'm assuming there's some other Luchador stories in there. Oh, cool. um, the art is amazing. Uh, I, I just, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but like I said, I'll pass it along to you once I do. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Um, I wanted to hit you with a, uh with my list of how I liked uh, Marvel this year. Okay. All right. So there was nine, nine new, uh, new pieces of Marvel content. All right. New content this year. Oh, there was nine, nine Sorry, new, wait. Uh, new pieces. Uh-oh. Rookie move, bro. Every show. Bro, I click on one thing and it turns the volume on. <laughs> okay. So I haven't seen Eternals, so automatically that's my number nine. <laughs> I'm not excited about it, so... Same. Uh, my number eight, Black Widow. I enjoyed Black Widow, but well, my my number seven. I'm not saying it was bad, just wasn't my favorite. I'm going with Hawkeye. Okay. My number seven. There's only nine. I remember. Uh, number six, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that movie. The choreography, oh, yeah. the I mean, we we talked about it. Yes, yeah. So that's a, that. I mean, I I haven't put together a I haven't put a, together a list like this, yeah. but I would say that that's got to be in my top three. And I know it's difficult. No, it it definitely is. Uh, and then so one, two, three, four, five. Number five, uh, I put in my what if. Uh, I really like that. Love the stories, tugged at my heartstrings, and that's uh, the last we get to uh, hear of uh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, you know, so that that definitely tugged at the heartstrings, and sure, just the concept of what if it, it's so it was so much fun. It's always been a cool idea. Yeah, um, and this is the, my top four. This is where it gets hard because I loved all like, loved all these these titles. So my number four is Loki. 
okay. I thought Loki was so much fun. Uh, it brought so much different dimensions and character to Loki. Uh, number three, uh, WandaVision. Uh, that's my number three. My number two, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And obviously, number one is No Way Home. Uh, that's a fair list. That's a fair list. Yeah, I mean, I could, I, 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 obviously, I could move things around. Like I said, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of martial arts films. Always yeah. have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and, and to see Marvel do it right. Yeah. And and by a character I'm not familiar with. Of course, right. Um, and, and uh, uh, just I can't wait for the next one to come out. Um, and the idea that the the director wants Jackie Chan to be in the next one. National treasure, Jackie. <laughs> every every so random, I just come across like Jackie Chan clips. I'm always just reminded of like he's such a treasure, dude. Like I don't think we appreciate him as much as we should. Like, like he's I I think I just tweeted out maybe within like the last month, like Jackie Chan is the greatest action hero of our time. Like, bro, and he and he does all of his own stunts. And that's and that's the huge reason why. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing what he what he's done in his career. Yeah. The the volume of movies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know that there's anyone that that. I, I maybe Jet Li comes close. Right. I mean, you, but, it's arguable. But I mean, you're gonna have to make a really convincing argument to make me change my mind on Jackie. Yeah. Um, no, Jackie's the shit. He is. Yeah. And 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 just the Jackie Chan, the cartoon back in the day. Hi, Jackie. <laughs> I loved it. It was so good. But yeah, man, I, I think No Way Home was the runaway. It probably, I mean, maybe it's currency, current bias or recency bias, as they say. But I mean, that's probably. I, I don't even think so. I think it's just that damn good. Yeah, I think it could be my favorite Marvel film they've they've made. Uh, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, I don't. I loved it because. It took two characters I really, I wasn't too crazy about. Like, I liked them, but it was just like, whatever. But it just, they made it so real. It gave them such, like, backstories, like, uh, you know, Sam adjusting to being a black man in America. Like, he's yep. he's, he's the broke Avenger. You yeah. know, he can't get a bank loan, and he gets confused for athlete. Like, that's, that's unfortunate. That's real, you know, America for, you know, I'm not speaking as a black man because I'm not a black man, but that, that seems to be... Uh, you know, we know that's pretty uh, prevalent in today's society. Right. And Bucky dealing with his uh, PTSD and coping with, you know, the stuff he, you know, tr- basically uh, paying for his past or I guess coming to terms with his past. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I think that's the thing that Marvel has always done yeah. better than anyone else is um, the, the and, and I don't mean Marvel Studios. I just mean Marvel, the company. Yes. Um, and, and um and and it's it's a big thing that I think is such a credit to Stan Lee is that he always emphasized the the humanity of the characters yeah um there was there you know they're they're flawed they have their own day-to-day problems not just right the earth is about to explode or whatever you know it's like oh shit I'm late for dinner with my wife again. Or like, you know, I, I promised my kids I was going to spend Christmas with them, but I got to work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's those kind of things that allows you to, to put your, your, yourself in the, in the shoes of the character, you know, to, to imagine what it would feel like. 
Yeah, no, it, it was great. I mean, th- that the realism and the frustration of the of uh, the story told in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, some of it moved me to tears because it's just like I felt that, like you yeah, know, absolutely. I, I, I have felt like that in times of my life, you know, uh, of being judged or just or whatever, you know. So it it it, it just really spoke to me. And then the story of uh, uh, them the, the first cap the first Captain America uh Isaiah Washington I think is or, or Bradley I forget the name's thing. Uh, Isaiah is correct. I can't the, the the last name escapes me too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I mean I love that they they brought that story in Ignorant. in the way that they did. And and again, it was that realism that that you know we know, like you said, I mean, even more so for me being a a white straight male. Like I know even less no, right, of, right. Of, of the struggle. The yeah. only, the only, the mm-hmm. only things I'm seeing is from the outside looking in. I've, I haven't experienced much of it myself. No, no, I, I get you. You know, but we hear enough stories. There are enough people that that use their voice to tell these stories that we know that this stuff happens. And then bringing it into like even this guy who was a superhuman, basically. Yeah. He's a superhuman. Yeah. And they raise up Captain America on a pedestal. Right. And then this other guy is imprisoned. Right. And treated treated like a criminal. Literally, yeah. I mean, we're at a point in the Marvel universe where the Statue of Liberty yeah. has a fucking Captain America shield on it. But one of the men that was like mental, yeah basically held the mantle just is, is is just treated like garbage right because of the color of his skin yeah. it's crazy and yeah. then we also see and, and and also the realism of the of like uh um the other captain america that they that that they brought in uh, and john whatever but yeah and, and how angry he is and violent yeah um you know like I that's a character when he killed the dude with the shield and the blood on the shield incredible symbolism i thought and and that's a character that i remember reading i remember reading that run of of because in the comics steve rogers comes back mm. and is like this dude can't be captain america right oh. um yeah and so like and they kind of introduced it at the end of that series his new costume that was like all black. Yeah. You get it? Like, um, cause he's US agent is right. his, is the character's name. Um, so also that was just bringing things in. Like I remember from when I was a kid reading it and, and like, so I really enjoyed that. Um, the idea of there being a person of color taking up the mantle of Captain America now, mm-hmm. um, and his, and, and Sam's struggle with that yeah. was, was really incredible. It was, it was, it wasn't like, I think a lot of us going into it didn't know what to expect, right. but I don't think that that's what any of us were expecting, yeah. but that's what made it so good. Yes. And that, that's to me, it was just a, like, Hey, this is supposed to be fun and light and yo, let's get some incredible action going. But man, yeah. whether you wanted it or not, it smacked you with reality in the face. Yeah. Even like, like even WandaVision, WandaVision has so, so much, there's the, the, you know, so the magic and all of that and, yeah. and, and everything. So, and the twisted reality and all of that, the mm-hmm. stuff that goes on, but at the root of it, it's a woman suffering yep. from loss yep. and she can't handle it. Yeah. 
and she's constructed something to help her fucking maintain. Yeah, no, and that, and that's I think that's the beauty of Marvel. Like they they just sometimes they try to hit you with a sneaky like this is what it's really about, you know. And I think I think that's great, man. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, we can we can talk all night about this stuff. Like, but I, I guess that's what I want to say about Falcon Winter Soldier uh, or Captain America Winter Soldier, which is the final uh, edit we saw. Um, I think it, I think it was called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Though. No, it was it was, but uh, I, I don't know if you remember at, at the very end, like when the show was over, it said Falcon Winter Soldier, and then it changed to Captain America and the Winter Soldier will return. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so uh, th- that was super cool, man. And then I mean, Loki was super fun. Uh, I I, I love my favorite part of Loki was his realization that him that Thor loved him. Like that, there were brothers, and he got to see like like that hit me in the feels. I was like, all he ever wanted was to be accepted, essentially, you know. Right, and so, and and he didn't realize that he was. Right, ex- exactly. Him getting to see at the TVA that essentially this is his life now, and he was accepted. Thor did love him, and they yeah. were brothers. I'm, I mean, I I can't like the moments of of him in I can't remember what they call it the waste or the like where he's off with all the other Loki variants. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so fun. Like that was so much fun. Yeah, I was, and, and just like even just that one moment where they're panning through the the like ground yeah. to get to the Loki like re- like their their like hideout. Yeah, and just the little things that like you see, like there's like Frog Thor, and like it, yeah. it's just incredible what marvel does and how much they manage to not only just shove so much in that that people will appreciate it and then i i also appreciate the fact that there are people out there that have the kind of knowledge like our buddy dan that we talk about all the time that can find all of those easter eggs and be like hey here's all these other cool things that you probably missed when you were watching well, I'll, I'll tell you uh, to the, what really made my Marvel watching experience uh, even better this year was I found uh, accounts on TikTok and I found now I follow it on Instagram of people. I mean, they're excellent content creators, specifically mm-hmm. Marvel like movie reviews. One of them is a uh, Straw Hat Goofy is his, is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would suggest going to check him out. Okay. Uh, you know, he did you know, spoiler, obviously spoilers, right? And he'll tell you if there's spoilers, like, hey, the new episode just dropped, spoilers, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But, like, he catches the Easter eggs and he explains them. And it's just like, for someone who like me, who I love this stuff, but I'm not crazy into it, you know, like like we've said, we aren't, uh, or we can't spot those tiny little things like Dan would, uh, you know, him and this other guy, Theories by T, uh, I've seen those two. Uh, I mean, they've made it just so much more fun for me. Just because Absolutely. Like, it's wonderful to just it, it's you know um back in the day I, I um I don't even know if they make it anymore but wizard uh magazine mm-hmm. um I doubt they it. I that was filled with content like that right you know and like oh who could play this person in a in a real life movie and all the, the kind of stuff we're getting now right um and, and like so the content creators that are that are providing that stuff it, it's amazing and it's just that's the world that we live in right now, where, like, if you have a voice, right. you can you can reach people like and like-minded people. Absolutely, that, that's that's a fun part. Uh, 
So, I mean, I, I think Marvel knocked it out of the park with their Disney Plus series. Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah. think- I mean, Disney Plus in general, like, I don't know how long it's been around now, but Disney Plus had an amazing year yes. uh-huh. in terms of what was released on that platform. You know what? Uh, <clears throat> it's not Marvel, really, but I, I started watching it. I find it really interesting. Uh, Discovering the World of Will Smith or something like that. It's uh, Will mm, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Super fun. I, I enjoy it. Uh, real quick, uh, I've, I've, been, I've been repeating it in my brain, so I don't forget to mention this. Yeah. Um, we were talking about No Way Home, right? And, you know, obviously, spoilers, if you haven't watched it by yet, but, you know, we have the multiple Spider-Men and how they say, like... Uh, uh, you know, there was Peter Parker's of all all across the universe uh, or multiverses. So I was talking with D-Ray and I sent him a TikTok. It was like emotional, you know, it was like, it was, have you watched the movie? Um, You know who this guy is? Bing Bong? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, when he's in Inside Out was a movie. So, you yeah. know, the, the sound effect when he gets off the spaceship and lets Riley go, he's like, no, take him to the moon for me. So there was that sound dub with like, okay. and I said like Stan Lee talking about Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, right? Thank you. And I was just like, that's so emotional. Like, like it was, and it was just like Stan Lee from heaven, like watching down Spider-Man, like oh, goosebumps. I was like, oh man, so emotional, right? I'm a dork. I yeah. love that stuff. So me and D-Ray like, wow, so sad. And then D-Ray, uh, our, our buddy D-Ray, DF and Ray on his socials, um, he's like, I thought of the perfect, what could have been a perfect cameo for Stan Lee. Like, at, you know, would have lost it if it happened. So when Ned's opening up the portals, spoiler alert, one of the portals opens up and you see Stan Lee, like in a warehouse, like mopping something up. And then on his, on his name tag, like he looks through like, what the heck? Yeah. And, he, and his name tag on his shirt says Peter. So he could, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He could have been a variant of a Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I, I was like, damn, D-Ray, like that's, that, that would, that would have been marvelous. That would have been phenomenal. That's, that's one of those, like the other, the other thing that I, that I had heard was that a, the original plan for old Captain America yeah. At the end of Endgame was that it was going to be Stan Lee. I heard that's awesome. And that melts my heart. Yeah. That, that really cool. melts my heart. Um and there's there's also like while we're on the talk I'm talking about Stan Lee, there's a there's the you know TikTok has like the like blind reaction videos. Of course. And there's like you know, react to this audio, and it's a it's a Stan Lee audio, and it's just like you know. I don't even remember what it talks about, but it's just like literally almost every single one that I've seen, the person starts crying. Oh yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. It's so, cause he was such an amazing storyteller, regardless of like, I know that there, nobody's perfect in the world. No one is perfect. And you know, like there's going to be people that are going to shit talk even the best of people. Right. But man, that guy had such a fucking big influence on storytelling oh, pop man. culture just it's it's amazing it's amazing yeah, for sure man and yeah, i mean marvel in general and i mean and we can spend a whole nother episode talking about you know the, the i mean all his characters right but i mean hopefully within the next year or in 2023 
when the X-Men are introduced to the MCU. I can't wait to see how they st- tell those stories. I mean, because, I mean, those those are some pretty real stories right there. Absolutely. And like, and the intention of the X-Men was really uh, to, to mirror uh, the plight of the civil rights movement. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd love to see them actually kind of tap into that a little bit. Yeah. It would be amazing. And and yeah, yeah, I I'd, I'd really enjoy that. Yeah, dude. Uh I, I guess essentially what we're trying to say is thank you, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for yeah, you know. Uh well, and you know what? Like that's the thing is like I it's I think it's one of the things that Disney does is doing wonderfully and in, in, in the fact that like they've hired Kevin Feige as the man that is orchestrating he's not he's not making every story he's not writing everything but he's orchestrating how these mcu films work together yeah and how they build to something right which is amazing yes sir and and i and i think that finally star wars uh has has a gentleman by the name of dave filoni and and john favreau Mm -hmm. together who are going to kind of be the same type of thing to, to, to push Star Wars into yeah. the future. Um, That's awesome. Cause I, I feel like they need yeah. something like that. Yes. Yeah. And need, you need someone with that, with the big, I, big picture ideas yeah. that actually knows how to get, get there because I like they're the X-Men films that were made by Fox, which, which Disney now owns. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they started out hot. Um, they weren't, they were by no means perfect, but the first one, the, the original X-Men film was very good for what it was at the time. Of course. But those stories that they can tap into, oh, I, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. I I gotcha. For sure, man. Uh, and I was gonna say as an outsider looking into like the Star Wars universe or whatever you call it, um, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like Star Wars needs that right now. Like you're saying, uh, what was that guy? Phil, whatever. Dave Filoni, yeah. Dave, um, Dave Filoni, sorry, and yeah. uh, John and uh, John Favreau. Favreau. Yeah, like Favreau, like and and let's talk just for a second about John Favreau. Yeah, but but hold on, I'm finished this Star Wars. Go ahead, please. Like, like I said, for for the outside looking in, Star Wars seems like such an old franchise. So I think if and because because it is obviously i mean so is marvel but they they yeah. put like a new fresh coat of paint on it you know so now they brought the old the new made a hip again i kind of yeah. i kind of feel like star wars needs that also because i think it relies really a lot on like the, its original trilogy and stuff like that like you know spice it up a little bit you know and i don't know maybe i'm talking out of my ass but like i just well, feel like it needs something exciting to make well, they're, they're fleshing out the they're fleshing out the 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 universe. Like there's always been, there's always been uh, other stories. Yeah. Mostly told in novelizations, um, and then you know, uh, uh, obviously after the the prequels were released, there were other like cartoons and that kind of thing that 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 got dropped. But now they're like even going back in time and and tell like they're trying to tell how the stories of how we got to the prequels even so like so because those nine films so the prequels the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy are essentially the skywalker saga 
okay. in a whole. It's it it tells it tells the story of Anakin Skywalker and his children. And and so in those nine films, and it revolves around other characters, obviously. Right. But like they're starting to to go out and tell other stories that really, you know, they're telling other character stories, creating new characters, all that kind of good jazz. No, that that's uh and I, I think it needs it, you know. Well, and you know, and, and like the thing is, is with Marvel that, that you have to understand is at one point Marvel Comics was in such bad shape financially right. that they sold off right. the, the movie rights to a lot of their best stuff. Right, I remember. So, and that's not to say that like Iron Man wasn't like a, a well done comic, like a well received comic. But that was one of their lesser known. But when you're talking about, okay, like if you're if you're thinking about Marvel comics in the 80s right. and 90s, and you're like, oh, we get to make movies of this stuff now. Iron Man is not even in the top, probably five at right. least, but maybe even ten right. of characters that you're gonna pick. Right. So they had really they had to take these characters that 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 people weren't really expecting films from right and then really get people behind them and they did it in a big bad fucking way yeah they killed it yes yeah, no i i totally get that i, I think uh there's I, I forget there was a story uh or a quick video on how like essentially like blade kind of saved the the marvel universe you know like i mean blade is the blade a lot of people don't realize that blade is is a marvel comic character right and and so and and that was kind of the first Marvel moneymaker from what moneymaker in, in yeah. a film in, in, in film format. Yeah. I'm really interested to see because Marvel like like they're they they are redoing Blade. Right. Um, no, I don't think so. Unless he's playing a villain. Um, Blade is being played by um, what's that? Mahershala Ali. Yes. Yes. Okay, you're right. Who who we all know already from a Marvel a Marvel show. Uh, he was essentially the main villain of um, of uh, Luke Cage. Who's Mephisto, bro? I'm kidding. That's just people have been waiting for Mephisto all year. <laughs> Bug in the wall, Mephisto. So let's let's wrap up our our Star Wars Marvel conversation. What's uh, something you're looking forward to in uh, 2022? from uh, either or <laughs> well i mean there's more of book more of book of boba to come right um i know that there's other star wars um series that i believe are coming out in 2022 because I, I think the mandalorian season three will come out at the end of next year oh, nice. um and and then like i said i rattled off a few of the other names like they're they're working on a bunch of different right. um a different series and I don't know when all of those are coming out. I know some are, some of them are scheduled for like 2023 and all that. Um, Marvel-wise, I'm not really too sure where. I, I mean, I think I think that Doctor Strange. I'll say yeah, they got uh, Doctor Strange and uh, Madness and Multiverse, something like that. Multiverse. Yeah, uh, that which is, is that which like is kind of like you're taking what happened in No Way Home. Yeah. And what happened in WandaVision, right? And kind of putting them together because I, because uh, Wanda is supposed to be a big part of that film. 
Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I would say that's one of my uh, big things I'm looking forward to. See how they how they kind of tie that in. Uh, I'm very interested to see. We're supposed to get at the end of 2022 uh, Black Panther two. Mm. Uh, I'm really interested to see how Wakanda that Forever. Wakanda Forever. Uh, you, you know, uh, from what I've seen or the spoilers or somebody leaks photo sets that you know they are what seems like attending a memorial funeral for T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman. So right. I, think, I think Chadwick Boseman's real life death is going to play into uh, mm-hmm. the storyline there. So I'm really interested to see how they're going to do that. And then uh, yeah. Thor Love and Thunder. I, I think that that should be fun. Uh, the, yeah. You know, we'll have the Guardians in there, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I mean, I would think so. Yeah. Depending on, and, and Taika Waititi, who is, who's the director, and he did Thor Ragnarok, and I feel like he he saved that franchise. Like you could have, you could, you'd have kept Thor being in Avengers films or Guardians or whatever. But like the second Thor film was one of the, my least favorite Marvel films of all time. Yeah, that was bad. And, and um, with Ragnarok, he just like, he breathed life back into it. Yeah. I I didn't even watch Ragnarok until like, it was already released. I think the first time I watched Ragnarok was on TV because I was just so down on the Thor franchise. But then uh, I think Joey, he was just like, no, dude, it's, it's hilarious. You got to watch it. And I kept hearing a lot of good things. So I was like, ah, screw it. I'll, I'll check it out. And I love it. I, I love Ragnarok yeah. right now. You it's know? so good. It's yeah, so, so good. So good, man. Uh, I don't want to go on a tangent. DC's got some fun stuff coming up also. The Batman looks dope. I'm- yeah, I actually, I posted something on our on our Facebook page earlier today. Oh. Um, in the in the Batman, um, I sh- and I probably should have been more descriptive. <laughs> but I was trying to keep with what DC did. Right. Um, in the Batman trailer, yeah. At the very end of the trailer, there were some uh symbols at the bottom, you know, when when they kind of show like they just show the words and like like this film has not been rated or whatever. Yes. Somebody caught that there were some symbols at the on the very last line of that page. Hmm. And they trans they they translated the symbols into uh, how would you say winged bird in Spanish? Winged or winged rat? It's it's rata alada. Uh, raton alero. I mean, alas is wings. Raton, uh, rata. I guess you can say. Yeah, because it was it was like rata ad adlara, a d a l a. I believe. You can check it out on our Facebook page. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, I put the link up there, but if you go to rata alada dot com it's a it's a page that's made to look like the riddler set it up oh really and if you answer his three riddles there there's an image that i've already posted on the facebook page so you don't have to go through this if you don't want to but they're they're like sketches of they look like they're gcpd sketches of the batman yeah yeah okay i see you now and I really, I love, I love that kind of thing where they're really incorporating a lot of stuff. Um, we, we already have found out, I mean, the movie's not even out yet. Yeah. And Colin Farrell is getting a spinoff. He's going to get his own, on HBO Max, he's going to have a Penguin series. Nice. And if you saw the, the trailer and you went looking for Colin Farrell, not knowing who, what character he was playing, wouldn't you wouldn't know because he doesn't look anything like himself. Oh, that's awesome. It's incredible. 
Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, I can't believe that I'm saying I'm pumped for a Robert Pattinson Batman movie, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And it comes out on the intern's birthday of all days. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a big one for you guys. Mm-hmm. Nice. Indeed. Very cool. That's a uh, nice, nice. All right, I don't know what else. I don't know what else DC has has coming out. I mean, Aquaman. I think Aquaman two. Well, they're gonna uh, do the Peacemaker series. That's true. That'll be another HBO Max show. So I'm looking forward to that. That should be. And fun. speaking of, I mean, speaking of DC, I mean, I think that that Suicide Squad sequel. Um, they delivered. They they. It did. It, I mean, and it and there were some swerves there that I was not really that fond of, but. Um, I still really enjoyed it, even with like they made a giant like cosmic starfish, the big bad. Yeah. And as ridiculous as that could have been, it wasn't right. like it, it it worked. And I, I'm I'm biased because I love Margot Robbie as as Harley Quinn. Right. I, I think like she's the perfect person to portray that character she does such a great job um and then Idris Elba was a was also really great like it was just it had a great cast even John Cena like for for that character yeah he did a really good job okay let me let me hit you real quick with I I just looked it up so Mm -hmm. for uh the DC movies set to release in 2020 Mm -hmm. uh, Batman March the Batman March 4th so that's coming up then uh DC League of Super Pets May 20th. That's pretty cute. Uh, so there, is, there are many super pets. Yeah. Black Adam, July 29th. The Rock entering the DCEU. That trailer looks great. Yeah. And then uh, they're capping it off. Well, no. Uh, the Flash, November 4th, 2022. Okay. And it looks like there's multiple. And that's Flashpoint, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So that makes sense. Yep. And then they're closing out the year December 16th with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Right, with right. Roman Reigns. Oh wait, no, that's not Roman Reigns. <laughs> so, and then I know Peacemaker is in there. I don't know what other uh, TV shows they got. Uh, right. They got planned. So, so yeah, that 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 should uh that should definitely be DC should have a good year. So. I'm Let's gonna... hope. Let's hope. Yeah. Well, how about we uh we we switch it up a little bit. We talk a little wrestling. I would love to talk a little wrestling. Oh, there. I'm sorry. Here you go. Peacemaker, January 2022. So that's going to be the first thing. No uh, kidding. Peacemaker, The Sandman, sometime 2022 on Netflix. <laughs> oh, you like that, huh? I forgot about that. Oh, boy. Neil Gaiman's beloved comics of The Sandman has finally come into a small screen with actor Tom Sturridge playing Dream, a.k.a. Morpheus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, 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 this is, this is something that I recently got into. Uh, they did a fantastic audiobook. It's there's now two of them. There's two parts to it so far. Um, yeah, Neil Gaiman is a fantastic writer. Um, he's he he's a comic book writer. He's also like a, he's just a storyteller, nice. amazing storyteller. And um, that's one of his like I don't know what you would like trademark characters is Sandman. Um, it's a care. It's it. I never read the comics when when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, the intern did. She's a big fan. Um, but we listen to Audible, and they have 
sometimes Audible will do productions where they like will have a full cast of people doing, and that's what they did with Sandman. And there's two parts out so far. Um, it's some really out there stuff. Um, it it uh it connects with um if you've ever heard if you've ever uh, Constantine. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, it connects with Constantine. It also connects with uh, Lucifer. Okay. Um, so it's it's really there. There's there's a lot of property that's already out there that Sandman is intertwined with. Um, so I'm looking forward to that a lot. Um, I completely, although I forgot, yeah. like I just I knew I knew it was happening. I didn't know it was happening this soon. Well, um, so that's sometime in 2020. Uh, it'll be 11. 2022. Episodes. Yeah, 2022. Sorry, yes, 11 episodes. Yeah. Uh, January 11th on the CW Superman and Lois. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, then on, again on the CW, I never heard of this. Naomi. Are you familiar? The wrestler? Look <laughs> at on the superhero block is Naomi, a coming of age tale from comic creators Brian Michael Bendis, co creator of Miles Morales and Jessica Jones, and David F. Walker. And now brought to you, uh, brought to the screen by series executive producer and writer Ava DuVernay. Okay, I mean, Bendis is a big name in comics, a big, big name. Um, I'm not familiar with the character, um, but it is a DC character, and I, I typically was a Marvel fan, um, you know, with the, the, the big exception of Batman. Naomi, so here's the premise Naomi McDuffie lives a seemingly normal life until a superhero related incident rocks her world and sends her down the path to discovering her connection to the greater DC universe. So, yeah, teen coming of age. The Flash returns March 9th, 2022. Uh, the Flash did okay, blah blah blah. Uh, Truth be told, I dro- I I've completely I dropped, off Flash. I dropped off of all of the CW shows. Really? Like I yeah, like I just got to a certain point okay. where I, I just I just stopped watching them. Yeah, I got Legends of Tomorrow, uh, a new one, Batwoman coming January 12th. Right. Uh Stargirl, all CW. HBO Max, that this looks fun. Titans. That's is, I think that would be, I don't know if that's the second or third season. Yeah, season three. Yeah. I only watched like the first couple of episodes. Um, and I never went back, but not because I didn't like it. Uh it's just time, time restraints and other things I wanted to watch. Yeah. So then to cap it off, Harley Quinn, which is excellent uh cartoon, season three comes back sometime 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Doom Patrol season four. Didn't even know there was a Doom Patrol out there. Yeah, I mean, so tons and tons of con- of of content for. I mean, just about any MC- pop culture scratch you're looking to itch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, all right, so that that that's the Marvel part. Oh, uh, that's the the comic part. Let let's talk some wrestling. Uh, yeah, you know, we got we got back to wrestling this year. Uh, more on a, a little bit of a more full time basis. Uh, you know, pandemic and things were shut down. There was yeah. uh, capacity limits. Uh, we got back to a more, uh, more uh, regular scheduled program. Uh, right. You know, we're we're uh, we're creatures of habit. You know, we we frequent freelance freelance underground a lot. Uh, big changes happened. Obviously, uh, new new ownership or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, Matt, Matt Nick's needing to 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 take a step back from step, freelance. Step the way. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah. And then, and then, um, as I've mentioned on the, on a few times that we've, we've talked about this, it's, it's also just been a very interesting time in, in wrestling in general. Yeah. 
um, with the, with, you know, I mean, AEW has been around for a couple of years now, um, but it has really changed the landscape of, of wrestling because um, there's more opportunities for, for people that just weren't there before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, so um, you have a lot of people that were, you know, getting picked up that were independent wrestlers that we were used to seeing on a regular basis, getting signed to either developmental contracts with the WWE or being signed to work with AEW, um, you know, which kind of thinned out the herd a little bit when it came to the independent wrestling scene, um, which makes it more difficult for the bookers to bring in uh, the talent that everyone comes to expect, you know, Yeah, that's Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting time and it's been just kind of a, a changing time. I'm looking forward to what um, what's to come in, in, in 2022 for sure. Um, there, there, are, there are so many names out there right now that are unsigned and, and are just kind of biding their time until either they're going to be signed or they're going to be out there on the independence. Right. You know, and, we'll, and we'll have an opportunity to see them, a better opportunity to see them in person. Yeah, um, it was a it was a weird year. I mean, WWE continued to let people go due to budget cuts. Whether whatever your feelings on there, I mean, I, I mean, I, we're not going to spend the whole night talking about our feelings on no. that. I know mm-hmm. it, it sounds a little ridiculous. There are some names you that blow your mind, but uh, but you know we've said it before. It's it's not the popular opinion, but it's a business, and uh, the old man uh, Vince is going to run it how he sees fit, or you until know, until he sells. Yeah, I, I really think they're they're positioning themselves to sell, but what do I know? What do we know, you know? Yeah, um, I got I got a couple hundred on it. I mean nice, there you go. <laughs> uh yeah, so WWE, but you know, they rebranded. I'm enjoying NXT 2.0. I know a lot of people aren't crazy on it. I'm I like it for what it is. Uh I, I feel like I and I hate to do this conversation, but I feel like if some of these guys on NXT 2.0 where on AEW, they'd be heralded as the hottest thing around, you know? Yeah, obviously, everyone knows Braun Breaker right now. Uh, if, he was on NX, if he was on AEW, oh, my God, he, he'd be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Or Grayson Waller, you know, the, guy, the guy's got charisma. He's a good-looking dude. He can wrestle. He's got a little different look. Uh, you know, they'd be like, oh, my God, this, you know, WWE could never with this guy, you know? So, like, <laughs> so I, 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 think, I think there's – sometimes there's a little bias uh, for NXT where – well, I feel like uh, Solo Zion or whatever, I don't even know his name. Uh, I think there's some characters that had they uh, debuted for AEW, they'd be like, oh my God, these are the greatest wrestlers of all time. Well, may- maybe. Um, I don't know. Um, I-, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely some talent in what we're seeing right now. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't, I'm, I don't care for the direction it's gone. I get you. Um. You're used to black and gold. I get it. I love, yeah, I'm black and gold till the till the day I'm old. I don't know because I am already old. I don't know. Black and gold till I'm dead and cold. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, it's just one of those things where when I came into NXT, I it had already been going for a little while, but I think I hit a sweet spot. Yeah. Um, where it it like honestly, the first takeover I watched. I think the main event was Tyler Breeze, Pac, uh, Sami Zayn, and I can't remember the fourth, but it was a four-way for the NXT title. 
and um and I'm Dallas. No, nah, I think Bo Dallas was already on the main roster at that point. Um, and I think Pac won the in in uh, whatever he was called back then. Uh, he won the the Neville won the won the title, and and I think he was retaining the title. And that's when I came in. We and we're you know Enzo Amore, uh, you know oh, yeah, like like when he was in his heyday. Um, and then building into like these guys that you and I had 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 been really familiar with in AEW, getting or AAW, excuse me. Guys like Chris Hero and, and Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Johnny Gargano, all, all these like independent and these other, you know, other wrestlers that we know knew from the independent scene all getting scooped up, which was kind of a byproduct of all in and the beginnings of AEW, oh, yeah, where sure. where WWE scooped up all of this talent, kind of to hold it away from a company that was looking to compete with them. Right. Um, and so, and at the same point, we, so that created this amazing bunch of talent in NXT. Oh, it was the golden age of NXT, we can call it. 100%. Golden, black age of, <laughs> see what I did there? Golden, black? Yeah. Um, no, yes. I black and golden? I don't know. Anyways, but so, so this is a change. It harkens back to. I, I made this comparison and it's not fair, but you can see where I'm coming from. It makes me think about the old school glow show. Okay. Because it's got a lot of these goofy comedic sketches and, and, and things that like, it, it's, it's the lighter side of, of wrestling. Right. That we're not used to seeing in NXT. Yeah. Um, you know, this this whole MSK with with Riddle as the shaman, although you know, like so that aggravated me. But dude, it's leading on fucking what is it called? It's New Year's evil. Evil. We've got Imperium with fucking Walter against MSK and Riddle. That's gonna be a fucking banger. Yes, that should be a great match. 100%. And if I had to suffer through all of that. And I'm overdoing it, saying suffer. But if I had to, to watch that bullshit to get to this match, right. I'm okay with it. Right, right. No, I mean, just alone that face off when that happens, Riddle and uh, and Walter. You know that you know they're gonna tangle up. You know that's gonna be hard hitting, and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Riddle's gonna get his uh, his chest chopped in. Uh, <laughs> Walter is gonna get his shit kicked in. It's gonna be great. I, yeah. I can't wait. You know, so no, I, you know, so New Year's Evil should be decent. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but so like I said, I'm I'm okay with 2.0. You know, I, I'm giving it a chance. I'm by no means am I like, yo, this shit's phenomenal. But I'm entertained for what it is because it's different than what, for the most part, different from what else I'm getting on like Raw and SmackDown. Which isn't much. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you know. No. Yeah, it, it it's it's a sad state of affairs that 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 we find ourselves in when we're talking about Raw and SmackDown right now. I mean, here's the thing about WWE. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, sure. The weekly shows are kind of like meh, you know, or whatever. But the pay per views always always deliver. They're always excellent, excellent well, wrestling. Well, that's the thing is that they have so much talent that still. 
They have arguably, yeah. well, not arguably, they, they probably have the best wrestling talents on the planet on their roster. Yes, AEW has some good wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? AEW has some great wrestlers. 100%. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And they know. may, let's say they may, like, like when it comes to the top, mm-hmm. like you could argue that maybe they might have, like, the one or two best wrestlers in the world. Right, right. Um, But as a whole, when you compare the rosters from top to bottom, I think WWE does have the better talent. Certainly in the certainly in the women's division, which AEW is starting to catch up, but they're just not there yet. No, no, um, no they've they've added some excellent pieces to the women's division. Uh, and I think they're going to continue to do that. Yeah, I mean, they just brought in Mercedes Martinez this week. Uh, Ruby Soho came in this year, um, which I'm a huge fan. An official, you know, uh, Thunder Rosa is finally getting uh, you know a little bit more activity in the brand. Even Jade Cargill has been really good for them. Like, you know, wow. she, I, I think she still has some work. Uh, she's far from a finished product. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I, but, I but Jade and uh, Thunder Rosa on Wednesday, that was a really good match. Once again, the the, the, uh, the common denominator there is Thunder Rosa. 100%, but that was the best I've ever seen Jade. Right. So, and that was a lot. That, she, that is the first time I think she's been challenged in a match. Right, like, I, like I, legitimately I, challenged. I think Shivani mentioned, like, you know, that's the that's the first time we've seen, you know, someone take it to Jade like that. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, and we we're not going to sit here and blow smoke on, about Thunder Rosa because we do it all the time, and people know how we feel about her. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and anybody who's anyone who has an, had an encounter with her or seen her wrestle live knows she's the real fucking deal. Oh, no doubt, no doubt about it. I mean, that but um, bad. yeah, but I think the point you getting back to the point you were making. The pay-per-views deliver. Well, because they have good talent in the WWE, and so they're always capable of having good matches. Right. So, yeah, they're, but but the problem for me is, is I don't watch wrestling just for the wrestling. I get you. I watch wrestling for the storytelling. Yeah. And and the storytelling doesn't make sense. And, and we're getting a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again. Right. Um, and, and then, and we're seeing talent, you know, just yesterday, as far as we know, Tony Storm just up and left the WWE. Right. She's one of my favorite female wrestlers on the planet. Yeah. She's dynamite. And they did not, they did not give her a fair shake at that company. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Obviously, I, I don't know who didn't see the vision or what, but I mean, I, I think I speak for both of us. I think she had star. I think she is a star with 100%. a very high ceiling and uh, lots of potential. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I, I just think, uh, for lack of a better term, unfortunately, WWE is just really stuck on riding their horses. It's the, the four horsewomen of uh, Charlotte, horsewomen. Becky, Bailey, and Sasha. And those are incredible talents to have, right? And it's just, it's hard because they're money makers. They, 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 they live. You know, Sasha, she's now in the Star Wars universe and, you know, she, she, she's, she's got some notoriety there. So yeah. it's hard not to have those women prevalent, right? Because they're best for business to steal that line that they used years ago. But sure. it's true. You know, so it, it's a little hard to sacrifice your, your top moneymaker, your top gainers. But at some point, they're not going to be there for you. So who's going to step in, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we went into a situation where, 
where Charlotte was really the only one of those four that was around for a little bit because Bailey's been Bailey was hurt. Sasha stepped away after WrestleMania. Becky had a baby. Yeah. You know, and but they and they still didn't really. I mean, they brought up Rhea Ripley and all of the like all of the momentum that she had built for herself in NXT got stripped away pretty quickly. Crazy. <clears throat> and they tend to, they, they, you know, they did the same thing with Tony Storm. Tony Storm comes up. It's exciting to see her on the, um, on the main roster. And then they stick her in a program with Charlotte Flair right away where Charlotte is kicking her fucking ass. Yeah. We know Charlotte is good. Everybody knows Charlotte's good. Best in the world. Best, but, best in the world. But like, there's got to be, I, I don't know, maybe there doesn't have to be. Maybe Charlotte is just needs to hold the fucking gold all the time, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just a stupid mark. But doesn't it make more sense to present her with challenges that make her, that show how good she is, right. rather than rather than even when you give her some legitimate challenges, it they make it so fucking easy for her to win? Right. Like there's no like watching those matches with Charlotte and Tony Storm aggravated the piss out of me because I know Tony Storm is better than that. Right. And and basically she was working the fucking white meat baby face underdog fucking character. So she was meant to go out there and take an ass beating from Charlotte. That was her job. Yep. And get a fucking and then and then fucking have her come back and still get pinned. She got, it was her job. She needs to get that roll-up victory in a non-title match. In a, in, a, in a tag match. Right, right, tag match. That's what it was. Yeah. Like, there, like there's there's a lot of overprotection going on, in my opinion. I agree. That, that, that's, that's super fair. And then on the, on the other side of the spectrum of the map, not a spectrum, but uh, AEW has done some really good things. You know, uh, I, I, had, I had a hard time getting, in, getting into it. Uh, but, I, I mean, my, my favorite wrestler – you know, Daniel, Brian Danielson, he's there now, and I'm enjoying the run he's having, you know, CM Punk came back in 2021, that's, that was huge, I mean, uh, you know, and then just, just in general, you know, look at the, the people who have left WWE, the, essentially the Undisputed Era, uh, right, is now there, what, really cool thing, I thought this week was kind of cool, that O'Reilly kind of nodded to, you know, him and Cole had beef recently, yeah. He's like, but yeah. we're here now. Yeah. And I want to see if, you know, you have my back or something like that. And know? they're still kind of carrying on that storyline a little bit. And I think that's super cool to see that a storyline from WWE is now kind of carrying on in, uh, in uh, AEW. So well, I think props to them. That's cool. I don't I don't think AEW is is afraid to acknowledge the the other company you know what I mean no, they're not they're not I mean um and, and not afraid to acknowledge it. no they're not and wh- whereas like the most I've seen WWE publicly acknowledge AEW was when Triple H told Billy Gunn don't make Vince buy that piss ant company so we yeah. can fire you again right right well, and and go ahead go ahead no no, no. It, well, it was edge Edge mentioned him essentially, you know, a few weeks ago when he told the Miz, you know, you got other people on your on other shows, you know, just mentioning you for a cheap pop. So yeah, but I mean, W AEW is not afraid, and I I've been very critical of them for you know using that as a crutch always the the WWE burn. Like even just this week, I think Brandy 
what she call uh what's that one guy from America Top Team? The she poor man's Paul Heyman or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like mm, okay, I get it. So yeah, I, I think. Uh, I th- but I don't think that they're doing the stuff that they used to do, like the whole like with Cody destroying that throne and all the stuff that they really when they first started doing this stuff. I think, I think Cody just the other day though, when I think when he he had the match against Andrade, mm-hmm. when he pulled out the sledgehammer and he was like. No, nah, I don't need this. And like he threw it away. And Jer- or whoever was telling you, he's like, Yeah, we don't need no sledgehammer. And I was like, Okay, it's obviously a slight to Triple H. So it's just like, whatever, dudes. But, but yeah, no, I, I think going into 2021, the biggest worry uh, for WWE is how to stay on top, how, how, to, how to get themselves a little paint job, you know, Re- get, get cool again, you know. I, I think, because I think it is super fair to say that AEW is a uh, super, uh, the cool. The, the cool kids. Yeah, the cool kid, the, the new the new kid in uh, school, right? Or however that that, that new kid on the block. So, right. Uh, and then for AEW, I think something they got to be weird about is they're coming up to about the time where contracts are going to expire. Who of their originals are they going to keep? Who are they going to let go? Because I mean, they've signed a bunch of new talent. There's a bunch of talent out there still. That I mean, hey, yeah. I, I know people give them shit or whatever, but. I mean, if there's a Keith Lee out there, are you not going to sign him? I would sign I him. I would. Yeah. You know, are, are they not going to bring in a Jeff Hardy to be with his brother and maybe they can just have one last good run? I don't know. You know, I mean, yeah. You know, there, there, there's, pl- I mean, uh, Athena, well, a, a formerly known as Ember Moon is out there. Tony Storm's out there now. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, there's some, like, there's some people. I mean, there's not enough money to go around. I mean, I know. I know how much money that that they're worth or whatever, you know, the cons are worth, but they're they're not gonna empty their purse bag for fucking for all the talent. And they and and they shouldn't. No, no, they I, shouldn't. I, I think Tony Khan recently just kind of said, you know, they gotta be a little more careful or how they approach, you know, the things like right now, I th- like somebody who was huge in the inception of AEW, he was like a guy that they brought out, like it's a big name, Joey Janela. That guy, he's stuck on AEW Dark. I, I still I haven't seen the match, but like him with Sunny Kiss, I've been hearing great things about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like those two guys haven't seen Dynamite in forever. I thought Sunny Kiss was gone. Yeah, you see, so there you go. So it's just like those are two big talents. Uh, I think when they when they were doing their signings, yeah. But I also don't think that they anticipated. The, like the flood of talent that would occur. Yeah, no, either, no, no. You know. that, that's super fair, dude. So we'll see. Um, you know, but before, uh, you know, I don't want this to go super long. I think we're right. about an hour right now. Uh, definitely want to get some flowers to GCW. Uh, you know, I'm I am biased because you know I, I get to hang with them a little bit. But I mean, they had a hell of a year. Um, that Art of War games that 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 crowd was insane that I yeah. think their biggest crowd ever they've already sold out the Hammerstein ballroom with no matches or talents announced. That's insane. Uh, well now they have one match announced and a few talents. I mean, they kind of showed the talent. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. In the video. Yes. You're right. You're yes. right. I mean, well, you, you would expect those, those people to be in any GCW show, especially a Hammerstein show, but you're right. right. Uh, Matt Cardona, phenomenal heel work this year. Heel Matt work. Cardona and 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 Effie like low key had one of the best 
rivalries in all of wrestling. Oh, so good. So good, dude. Uh, so good. You know, so shout out to them. Can't wait to see what GCW does uh, in this upcoming year. Uh, apparently, uh, Brett was on Busted Open today, and I didn't even know. I haven't kept up with Busted Open, so I'll have to go back and listen to that. Uh, it's just it was a bully day. I'm not I'm not fond of the bully days. <laughs> just, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, and then freelance. You know, we talked. You know, a lot of things changed. Uh, our our friends over at Two Heels in the Face they came up with a, a shy twenty five uh, of of wrestling uh, Chicago supposedly Chicago wrestlers. Wrestlers that that are that are uh, regularly Chicago featured promotion. in the Chicago land area. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Charlie gave us a sneak peek at the at the list when we we were on with the two heels, uh, our annual wrap up with them. Right. Uh, yeah, I, you know, we definitely had some opinions on it. It was a little. Shout, there were there was to, some controversy. Yeah, shout out to Charlie for putting it put it, putting himself out there like that. You know. Uh, yeah. Good work. I mean, obviously. If uh, if you haven't, you know, follow our boys at Two Hills in the Face. They, they bring you a lot of uh, good uh, interviews and content as well. Uh, you know, there's no competition. It's all love, you know? Absolutely. Uh, so definitely check out uh, Charlie and uh, Kobada Chris over at Two Hills. I, I just want to, I want to hit their, their list real quick. Sure. Um, you know, so, so was it the, the parameters or what, what is it, you know? Uh, you know, people that were consistent in 2021. That worked the, you know, Zello, AAW, Freelance, Freelance Underground, or Warrior Wrestling, uh, you know. So, yeah. So the wrestlers don't need to currently reside in Chicago. They don't have to have trained in Chicago either. Had made a list. If a wrestler held the title for promotion and consistently wrestled in the promotion's big featured matches in 2021, they were considered higher on the list. So anyway, so the top 25, number 25, Allison K, AAW Women's Champ. She held it down. Uh, good for her. Uh, someone I would have put higher on the list, Gringo Loco. Uh, you know, he's just he's just so solid. Uh, he can wrestle any style of match, and he just makes people look great. So to be solid. fair, uh, and I know I know a lot of Gringo's work this year was in AAW, right? And and Warrior Wrestling. Correct. So I didn't get I didn't get the opportunity to see a lot of his work. Right, right, right. Um, um, but yeah, he's I, he's always been a favorite of ours. For, uh, and just a great, just a great dude. Base squad forever, you know. One hundred percent. No matter what company he's in, uh, you know, Gringo knows we love him. So shout out to our boy Gringo Loco. Uh, number twenty three, Shane Mercer, had a big year of freelance on the ground and had some good matches. Uh, you know, he's he's, uh, he he got the 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 check to uh, cash in opportunity or whatever they call it at Freelance on the Ground. Uh, and since we do, we really don't go to AAW anymore, I don't understand this one. Uh, Davey Vega, but although Charlie did say it's a little biased, love Vega. We always, I love always, I just I just enjoyed watching Vega. It's something weird or funny always happened with him. Sky Blue, she's ending the year. Well, who knows what happens tonight because AAW is having a show tonight, but She's the AAW Women's Champ. Right. Alvin Tankman at 20. We got the Bang Bros at 19. Uh, I, I hope the Bang Bros keep uh, keep clawing away, man. Uh, they're, they're talented boys. Uh, Myron Reed, who I forgot even still comes to Chicago. <laughs> super talented. Love Myron. Uh, 100%. Super, super talented dude. Uh, just We just we don't go to AAW. Right, right, right. Uh, and, you know, if you're wondering why, 
AAW priced us out of the building. Yeah, essentially. And it's just and good for them. They just crammed in so many people that it made it uncomfortable. Uh, yep. I'm a creature of comfort. Good for them. I'm not shitting on them. That's excellent. Good for you guys. I, yep. I, I wish you continued success. I want to make that perfectly clear. But it's just creature of comfort. I like to be comfortable. And the last three, four shows we went to, like my knees were touching knees with other people and rubbing up against people. And behind me or people are bumping into me in front of me people are bumping into me in seats yes so yeah yeah and then yes uh it it they get it they get pricier so uh number uh 17 josh alexander world-class talent love josh alexander uh 16 storm grayson 15 someone we would have definitely put in our top three much higher yeah uh 14 hakeem zane 13 dan hausen I'm not sure how much we saw of him this year. I know he he got injured, but uh, but that's that's good. Freddie Ahe. He's, he's a very popular choice. Yeah, Freddie Ahe had a I think he had a a year a career run at AEW as their champ. Uh, someone I also would have put higher, Lainey Luck, number eleven. Absolutely. Uh, I guess number ten we didn't get to see a lot of her because we haven't gone to Warrior Thunder Rosa. Number nine, no doubt about it, Lee Moriarty, world class talent, lovely. Number eight, your favorite, Robert Anthony with Frank the Clown as a manager. Hey, listen, it's all right. Thank it is. Thank it is. Number seven, Miss Kylie Ray, Chicago's favorite daughter. Number six baffles me because he only, I, I don't know, Sam Adonis. I don't get it. Not, not good, good. Maybe I'm missing something out. Maybe I'll have to pay more attention. Number five, Jonathan Gresham. I don't get the Gresham pick because I don't think he's, I think maybe he had one match at Warrior. And then the other ones were Prezello, which is awesome Prezello, but none of them have been in Chicago or the Chicago land area. So <laughs> it's just like, okay, whatever. You're going to put him number five and maybe he's had one or two matches. Trey Miguel, Warrior Wrestling Champ. I, I'm a big fan of Trey. Good for him. Uh, Jordan Grace, Thick Mama Pump. She, she had a run as a Zello Woman's Champ. Right. Uh, I'll say, unfortunately, uh, de- dethroned uh, the, the party unicorn, Laney Luck. Uh, number two, he's got they got Matt Fitchett, uh, the dirty rook. Well, I guess he doesn't go by that anymore. So good for him. He had he he's 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 the champion for AAW. Right. Uh, which which kind of shocks me because I'm not hating, but AAW likes to put their titles. We've seen traditionally on bigger names to get that that clout. Right, uh, you know, so but good for Matt Fitchett. It, if hopefully he can be, this could be the best year of his career. They can then, elevate him, maybe. Exactly, and then number one GPA. Uh, we've had we had our thoughts about that. We we went uh we went into it. So I mean, I don't totally agree with the list. I think there are some names, and like right, there's no right or wrong answer, right? For me personally, there's some names I would put higher, some names I would put lower. Uh, you know, so shout out to Charlie at Two Heels in the Face. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, uh, very, very brave to even put your work out there to be criticized because, you know, wrestling fans love to shit on stuff. And I gave Charlie a lot of shit that day on the, on the Two Heels year and I was like, oh, I'm going to shit all over it. I, I, I don't agree with the list, but I give you credit. Some names make sense. Some others really baffle me. But, but to combat that, I made my own little list. Oh. I'm not going to publish it anywhere. I'm just going to say it here, you know? I did, sure. 
I did a, because uh, we do, we, we go to freelance, freelance on the ground a lot. I'm going to call it my Lancy Top 20. The Lancys. The Lancys. <laughs> Once upon a time, freelance awards. I'm going to call it my Lancy Top 20. Uh, and so this is just the, the work they've done, they, the work they've done this year and like the, the meaningfulness of their matches or just like the work they put in, you know? Okay. So number 20, it may shock you. Number one in my heart, but number 20 on my list for 2020 is Miss Kylie Ray. Uh, she took some time off. That's fair. Get herself right. Love her. We know Lainey Lux had the best in the tweet once upon a time. Kylie Ray could shoot someone on the middle of Logan Square Boulevard and she could get away with it. Uh, it's, it's still very true. I ain't snitching. Uh, <laughs> I, I was with her. I was with her somewhere else. <laughs> you're, you're gonna uh, so, so Kylie Ray comes in at 20 just because, uh, you know, she took some time off. And uh, although I always love the opportunity to watch any Kylie match, um, she had a lot of work with uh, the freelance students. And, sure. and, and to be fair, I mean, that's, I mean, that's big for them because uh, Kylie is one of the instructors there. Yeah. Um, and, and, and she's, I'm, I'm, I, if, if her work in the ring is any indication of what kind of trainer she is yeah, and yeah. the fact that she's so caring about people, I'm sure she's an, a, a phenomenal trainer. And that's got to really mean a lot for the, the people from the Academy that have, have had the opportunity to step in the ring with. Her. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, shout out, shout out to Kylie. Uh, I, I, for me, my personal favorite match of hers this year uh that we got to uh see Herbert's Lee Moriarty and mm. uh freelance on the ground. I mean two world class talents uh two two of the very best going. Yeah that uh, was a, that was a really good match. 19 someone we got to see more of this year finally uh we've known him for a few years now Chico Suave he put in uh he put in some work uh you know he uh you know he 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 started training at, with uh with Coach Joe at the beta, whatever they call that. Well, you gotta bring that shit up in, in this in this stream. Come on, man. I'm just saying he 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 got <laughs> he put in the work, he's lost some weight. Chico's looking That's good. He's, he's looking great. Yeah, exactly. So he's looking he's looking uh, great. Uh then I added his uh partner number uh at number 18, Danger Mask. Uh we got to see more of him at Freelance on the ground. I think he hit some scrambles on freelance proper. Mm-hmm. You know, so he had he had a, a bigger year. And I bought a danger mask mask this year. So shout out to me. <laughs> Hope he makes more because they're excellent. They're fun. They look good. And they're only $20. People, people, people could learn a lot that if you price yourself a little lower, you're probably going to sell a lot more masks. Because if my mask was 35, I probably wouldn't have bought it. Even if it was 30, I wouldn't have bought it. But at 20, he sold out the first night. He's like, dude, I sold out. I'm like, good for you. If if there were 30, I guarantee he wouldn't have sold out. That $10, that $5 makes a difference to people. Uh, number 17 someone who the last few weeks or last not weeks last few matches i've seen of hers i kind of wish she would have gotten the w because i want to get invested in her we want to see a little more blair onyx uh you know i love her gimmick uh i i just i want to see more i i I think i'm hoping like charlie said i hope she has a good uh 2022 that's charlie's pick uh, number 16, someone knew that we saw on our scene. Um, the first time he came out, I was like, who the hell is this guy? But then I kind of remembered. I'm like, oh, okay, I remember who this is. Uh, Wes Barkley. 
you know who I'm talking about? You I do. How, yeah. So he caught me right off the bat with it with his wild hair and then with with his yeah. entrance music. Fuji's ready or not, the, the best. Number fifteen, a tag team of Pick and Pop, uh, Darius Luttrell and uh, Coda Hernandez. I think, you know, with their feud with uh, number fourteen, the Coco Buffs. I think we saw a lot of them. We saw we saw some new uh, character developments. Uh, they got you know Darius, you know, definitely make make some highlight reels uh, with Coda. So. I think I, I chose Pick and Pop at 15, then the Cocoa Buffs of Jazz and Marche at uh, 14, just because they're always just so entertaining. Uh, and number 13, young kid that, like we talked about earlier uh, with the Two Heels, we got to see him testing out different characters and stuff like that, Angel Escalera. Uh, he's coming into his own. Yeah, he's come a long way. Yeah, he's come a long way. Um, you know, he, he definitely impressed this year. Um, so we'll see. And- and and uh and his match against Kylie Ray, yeah, absolutely. Uh, at Freelance Underground was terrific, but I I would say that the last Freelance show that we were at, um, he wrestled uh um. This is a scramble. And, no? no, oh no no no. Well, he he wrestled uh, Ego. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That's right. And that was a damn good match yeah and it was it was an opportunity to see another side of him that i'd like to see more of because there was a i, I think intensity ego brought, yes ego brought the intensity out of him and yeah that was another student and trainer match uh which uh we saw a lot of this year uh, right you know so shout out to uh angel uh number 12 this year uh someone who came back and always gets a good reaction dan the dad He's just always entertaining. Hell yeah. Uh, for freelance yeah. underground and freelance. Uh, and number 11, someone I've been a fan of since I met her. Uh, I'm glad she finally uh, made it to freelance underground. Hopefully, yep, you get it. Hopefully, you see her <laughs> freelance wrestling. Uh, I think she was at, I think she did the She Lance scramble, maybe. I'm not positive. But uh, you you got uh, Billy Tista, Billy Starks. Uh, uh, just she that 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 girl's a joy to watch, you know. Uh, she's young, she's learning, she's got a she's got a great support system. It seems. Uh, shout out to Mouse, also her her dad, who always out there. Uh, so it's really cool. Uh, I I'm a big fan of Billy. I think uh, she's gonna keep getting better and better. Number ten. Uh, maybe maybe this person gonna be a little low. Uh, Craig Mitchell. I got Craig at number ten. Um, I know he had that blow off. Uh, well, he had that match with uh, uh, Robert Anthony recently. Right. Well, Craig just recently came back, I feel. So I, I feel like he's getting back into the mix. Mm-hmm. Number nine, I have uh, Cole Radrick. I'm a big fan of Cole. Uh, I know he's, I know he's a uh, support. Well, he's a heel or he comes off, tries to come off as a heel, but I mean, I think he's just such a likable guy that I, I, I'm still a big fan of his. And he, he doesn't really have bad matches. He, uh, he's super good in the ring. Uh, him and Angel tore it up. You know. yeah, he's very technically sound. Yeah, and then and then he'll always throw uh, some weird uh, flippy or disastrous shit to like pop you, you know? Yeah. So Cole Radrick. And number eight. Dun, 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 dun. I have GPA. Uh 
GPA was the freelance on the ground champion. Yep. Uh, super entertaining as a heel, right? But I, for me personally, I saw too much of the chicken shit heel running away. I literally said that to Sari earlier today. Yeah. Um, for my liking, look, this is this isn't a knock. The dude is great. He he's very entertaining. He 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 has the crowd eat out of, his, of the palm of his hand. You know, he knows how to work us. Yep. Was awesome heel. One of my favorite people to boo. Uh, just too much of the chicken shit running away from me. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, you know, so that's why I had him at number eight. I know he's the man. So at number seven, I had uh, the Bang Bros. I, I think they really started to gel together uh, yes. as, as, a, as a tag team. Uh, became very fluid as we spoke about on the two heels, mm-hmm. uh, and then even in, in their in their singles competition, uh, we we did talk about August versus Jordan Oliver had an excellent match, and oh, then yeah. uh, let's not forget that Laney Luck versus uh, Davy Bang they also had a really good match also. Uh, yes. So, you know, both of them, uh, we did talk that we'd like to see what they can do on their own. I don't want them to break up by no means, right. but I am also interested to see what they can. I've seen what they can do by themselves. So it interests me to see a little more of it. Uh, yep. Number six, Shane Mercer. Uh, I mean, he, he, he's been on a tear. He's had excellent matches. He's got the check, whatever we call it. Uh, yep. The opportunity to cash something in. So I, I think Shane's going to have a big year for the freelance on the ground uh, uh, banner. And number five, now we're getting into now we're getting into the thick of it. Number five, uh, into the thick of it. Yours rudely, Trevor Outlaw. <laughs> he, had a, he had a hell of a twenty twenty one. He defeated all the big names, I think. Uh, essentially, he defeated all the big names. Excellent on the stick, and that was him on talking. I'm like, why isn't he higher on my list? Uh, probably because he's just so damn rude. Uh, <laughs> you know, but. Unfortunately, he did get sidelined with the injury, but he's still working. He's he's still he's still on the stick. So, I, I mean, at the last freelance underground show, he's hurt, and he had the academy kids carry him to the back. That's excellent. <laughs> it was amazing. So, shout out Trevor. When Trevor gets back healthy, watch out. I, I hope I hope he gets attitude adjustment. I hope he stops being so rude. But you know, let let's uh, tre- Trevor. Big things for Trevor, man. I, if I was a gambler, I was a gambling man, I'd put some good money on, on Trevor. And speaking of, you know, putting, investing money in, number four, I think we said the most improved, Storm Grayson. Um, character is still being developed a little bit, but he's delivering in the ring. Uh, he has been given some opportunities for people in the ring. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, some some really, really good opponents and he has hung in there with them. Yeah. Uh, you brought up Lee Moriarty earlier with the, with the match that he had against Kylie, but uh storm also had a phenomenal match the same night with, <laughs> with yeah, Lee yeah. Moriarty. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, the, the plant-based beefcake, you know, <laughs> he's a, uh, he's number four on my list for this year. Number three, I have our favorite Effie. Uh, in, yeah, lo- love love that Effie. Well, not to steal from Dan Housen, but we love Effie. Yes, uh, sir. He can, he can do no wrong for us. Uh, 
you know, unfortunately, he lost the the legacy championship to Robert Ego Anthony, but you know, it it is what it is. But Effie is always incredibly entertaining. Um, and Effie is fine. I don't I don't know. We're gonna have a Effie's doing a state of the Effie address tomorrow at GCW. So is Effie fine? I don't know. Let's hope Effie, Effie is, is fine. fine. Effie is fine. Effie's fine. Effie, Effie's always <laughs> fine. Uh, number two on my list for this year. Uh, oh, by the way, number three, Effie. I hope he wins a title again in uh, in, in 2022. Let's let, let, let's strap all the titles on that. All of them. Every oh, single last one of them. Or, or listen, let's bring in the alley catch and put uh, Bussy into the tag team ranks, you know? No, no, no. All of the, all of the gold. Okay. Freelance. The legacy, the tag team, freelance underground, and the independent wrestling, and the freelance underground tag title. Put them all. I want to see him go like this and just have straps. Nice. So no, my number two was uh, Lainey Luck. Lainey continued to uh, be a badass in the ring. Uh, super entertaining. I don't think she's really had bad matches this year. Uh no, you know, she just keeps getting better. Yeah, she just keeps getting better and better, and I don't know what it's gonna take, but I just feel like she's on the on on that cusp of uh, you know just breaking out, and it's just like maybe if it wasn't for the pandemic, that that breakout would have happened already. I I'm pretty maybe. confident. I'm pretty confident in saying that. I mean, yeah. she did make it to ROH uh, this year, which was definitely gonna get more eyes on her. But and um, uh, and AEW Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Or dark, excuse dark, me. Dark. Yeah. Uh, so Laney, my number two for uh, in the top, well, Lancy, Lancy top 20. Uh, and then my number one, oh, go ahead. Yes. Can I guess what your number one is? Sure. Is it Calvin Tankman? It's not. Calvin Tankman didn't make your 20. Cal- we only saw Calvin like three times maybe all year, if you think about it. We saw him in his original match with GPA. Did you already... Saw- did you already have Robert Anthony on this list? Nope. Robert Anthony's your number one? Yep. Robert Anthony had an excellent year for freelance and freelance on the ground. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I didn't even mention Frank the Clown. But <laughs> okay. listen, Robert Anthony right now, he's had killer matches. He had yep. a killer match with Kylie. He's a double champ right now. Yes, sir. You know, that's, that, that's pretty rare. Uh, he beat Craig. You know, I I know you have problems with who's who uh, Robert Anthony is associated with, but I mean, and how he beat Craig. Yeah, he had a he had a hell of a year. So I I got to give the man his flowers for uh for twenty uh what a year twenty twenty one. I think Robert Anthony had the the best year. Listen, um, you give Robert Anthony his flowers while I tell Frank Clown to look at the flowers. <laughs> fair, fair. <enough. laughs> And then, my, and then my number one, uh, one A, Frank the Clown. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, people I wanted to put on the list were like someone like Kelvin Tankman specifically. I know he's a freelance on the ground champion, but we, I, unless I'm forgetting stuff, I don't know. I, I think we saw him maybe like twice this year or three times this year. Right. Yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So like you know, I was trying to think of like people we we seen a little a little more uh, a little more often. Sure. Uh, Ryan Keith was someone I wanted to put on there, but he's just recently came around. Right. Uh, and I and I really enjoyed him. Um, yeah. So, and then there was other people we see often, and I was like, nah, I'm not putting on my list. I'm not going <laughs> to say who those people are, but you know. I mean, 
Pat Mark, also another guy I could have put on the list, but I mean, he only had one match. Two matches? We'll see. Maybe, maybe Pat will land the spot in the Lancey Top 20 next year. You know, he works hard, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's so, all. So it's uh, Kylie Ray, Chico, Danger Mask, Blair Onyx, Wes Barkley, Pick and Pop, Coco Buffs, Angel Escalera, Dan the Dad, Billy Starks, Craig Mitchell, Cole Radrick, GPA, Bang Bros, Mercer, Trevor Outlaw, Storm, Effie, Laney, Ego, Anthony. I mean, it's not a perfect list. Maybe it's a dumb list. <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't have Sam Adonis on it, Charlie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it doesn't have Gresham on it. You know, so I like your list. Thanks, man. Thanks. I have looked forward to shitting all over it. Can't wait. Tune <laughs> in next week when nerd shits on mine and Charlie's list. It's just gonna be me for two hours straight telling you all how wrong you are. I'd watch. I'd watch. <laughs> so anyway, in the in the interest of whoever's listening, if they're still with us. Let's wrap this up. Uh, before you sign us off, I just want to say thank you to uh, anyone who's still messing with us, you know, who follows us, watches us, likes us. Uh, all the support helps, you know, liking, subscribing to our YouTube, uh, our social medias. Honestly, you know, we're, we're, we do this for fun. We're not expecting to be like, hey, ESPN's going to, we like it. We like the sound of our own voices. Uh, <laughs> I love hanging out with, with my brother, Noel, here. Uh, we had a good year. I look forward to more of 2022, hopefully more wrestling. And uh, other than that, man, just uh, thank you for everyone who uh, out there supporting. And uh, Nerd, I don't tell you enough, but I love you, brother. So uh, uh, take us home. The feeling is mutual, my friend. My man. Um, and on the, on the eve of New Year's Eve, uh, my name, I'm, I'm Incidental Nerd. It's you. My buddy, my brother, my friend. Hank 312 That's me. has been my partner in For the Pop, and I'm firing him right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, we, we are together. We are FTP. We are For the Pop. Yes, sir. And, and something I like to say to everybody, because this season and all seasons, I think it's really, really important. They're wise, wise words from our buddies Bill and Ted. Be excellent to each other. Perfect. Peace. Peace.